Welcome to this week's episode and the final episode of the season of Life Talks with Lex. I'm your host, Coach Lex, a self-development and leadership empowerment coach. And yes, today we are wrapping up what has been an incredible first season of this show and we're covering some of your hot topics and burning questions. I can't wait. Let's go. Wow, guys. So this is it. This is real. This is the last episode of the season. That's crazy. I remember recording the first episode of this show at the end of May, and it's now the third week of August. So that's almost three months of podcasting in the books. Insane. And I have truly grown as a person, as a professional, as a coach through this experience. This has been one of the most incredible journeys of my life, and I could have never done it without all of you. I know I practice a lot of gratitude on this show, but damn it. I mean it. I need you guys to hear this and I need I need it to land. Whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're dreaming about, whatever you're longing for, whatever you want to try, just go for it. Do it. I could have never dreamed I'd be recording at the end of the summer, this summer, this episode, this last episode of the season. I would have never have dreamed of hearing the words, I listened to your podcast. It was awesome. I listened to your podcast and this really helped me get through this journey. I listened to the episode on vulnerability. I listened to the episode on relationships. And here's what landed. I couldn't have fathomed that. But in January, when I put a picture of a microphone and a pair of headphones and a desktop computer on my vision board, And I wrote down, Life Talks with Lex. I put this dream out into the universe. And it became a reality. At the beginning of the year, I had no concept of how it was going to happen. I had no plan. I had no idea (laughs) on what went into podcasting, where to start, what platform to use, if I had the material to do it, never thought about that. In fact, my life looked a hell of a lot different in January and I was celebrating success that looked way different than what it looks like for me now. So... Do not let where you're standing discourage you from where 
you can go and what you can do and what you can reach for. Whatever you're thinking about, whatever it is, I don't care how far out it seems, trust the process and trust in yourself. Okay. Now that we've covered that, (laughs) I asked you guys to submit some questions, some burning questions you had around hot topics and the human experience and all of life's conditions. And you guys did not disappoint. So we're going to be diving right in to that. And we're going all the way with it. And I hope you stick with me until the very end. One of the biggest questions that I want to cover that surfaces often around self-development and fundamental change that we desire in our lives is where do I begin? How do I start? What do I need to do? What's the first step? Okay. And I usually tell people, well, A, book a clarity call with me. It's free. So you don't have to sit there and wonder and spin around and discern what is real and what isn't. It's always, it always helps to have someone there to reflect back to you what you've said, what they're hearing, and kind of what you want to focus on, okay? The second thing is self-inventory, okay? That is the most important step to take on your self-development journey. What do I mean by self-inventory? What's important to you? What do you enjoy? What don't you enjoy? What's working in your life currently? What's not working? How are your relationships doing? What do you desire out of life? What are your goals? What are you val- what are your values? How are you thinking about yourself? How do you feel about yourself? How do you feel about others? How do you show up in the world? What are some of your biggest fears? All of those really tough, thought-provoking, important questions you need to ask yourself. And that seems so simple. That's like, you know, elementary when we think about it. Like, we've probably done this our whole lives And so is that really necessary? The answer is yes. Because to be honest with you, 90% of the people I talk to tell me, ah, I haven't really thought about that. Well, I'm not really sure. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. They can't give me an answer. And why is that? Because we have a million other influences in our lives telling us what we should think, what we could do, how we should feel. So much so that sometimes we don't even check in with ourselves to see how we actually feel or what we're actually thinking or about what we actually desire. Okay, so that's going to be the place you need to start. That's the very place you need to start. 
take that really thorough self-inventory. What are your fears? What are your barriers? What have you overcome? What's still standing in your way? Things that might be really challenging, might be really scary to look at, but fundamental growth and change does not happen without them. So you absolutely have to start there. You have to start there in order to create the awareness and the accountability to actually access transformation. Bottom line. Okay, the next question I'm going to address is a hot topic. And it's sort of a three-part question. It reads, why do we sell ourselves short, specifically with romantic partners? How do we become aware of this? And how do we evolve past doing it? Let's start with the awareness piece. Chances are, if we have settled for something, whether it be a job, a person, a relationship, a circumstance, a meal, a cup of coffee, it doesn't matter. Chances are we are aware of it. We, whether we choose to be conscious of it or not, we're aware on some level that we're not satisfied completely. We're aware on some level that we're longing for something more that we don't have. We're aware on some level that we're yearning for something else, okay? Chances are. When we talk about why we settle, there are a number of reasons. One of them being what we talked about just a few episodes ago. Fear, uncertainty, the uncertainty principle. When I settle for a job that is still paying my bills, so my needs are being met to some degree, right? My needs are being met. When I settle for a job that is paying my bills but not making me happy, the thought, of stepping out to seek another job means I may have to forfeit my current job. And what if that job is worse? Okay, so having to put ourselves out there, having to be vulnerable, having to be susceptible to the uncertainty of what's coming next is really scary. It's why we often don't take that leap. Okay, because it's still serving some of our needs, but maybe all of our needs are not being met. Maybe all of our desires are not being met. The other piece of this is belief systems and conditioning. Sometimes when we've settled for a partner in a relationship, even a job, take any of these examples, we have a fundamental belief that this is this is it. This is what I can get. This is what I can get. This is as good as it gets. This is as good as it's going to get. And what shapes that belief system? Past experience, pain, trauma, okay? Fear and uncertainty. 
All of those things are fueling that belief system. So it keeps us from sometimes even admitting to ourselves that we want more. We just kind of suppress that thought and go, no, I'm being ungrateful. I do value this. My needs are being met. No one person, no one job is going to meet all of my needs. And I can try and get these needs met in another way. Okay, that's, that's truly what happens. And the other thing is, when we settle, it's safe. It's comfortable. It's familiar. It doesn't require us having to be vulnerable and having to put ourselves out there again and again and again. So we decide, hey, this is enough. This is enough for me right now. But usually in the back of our mind, we know it's not. We know it's not. We either know that we are sacrificing joy or we're sacrificing um, needs being met, wants being met. We know that sometimes we settle for less than we deserve. Sometimes we're just settling and it's not bad, but it's also not great. We're not satisfied. And the third part to this question is how do we move past that then? How do we stop settling? It starts with you. Episode two, we talk about relationships. We talk about that relationship to self. We talk about taking that self-inventory to figure out what is important to us. What do we value? What is it that we truly desire? Is this it? Getting to know yourself will bring you closer to yourself, will bring you closer to your passion, your calling, your purpose, your desire, what an ideal relationship looks like for you. And the thing is, once you get rooted in that, once you get so rooted in that, you're no longer living in the fear and uncertainty principle. You're no longer living in those outdated belief systems that are driving the car. You're no longer settling because you're rooted in self. You're rooted in, oh, this is possible. It's possible because it's important to me. It's possible because I understand my own essence. It's possible because the relationship I built with myself is so strong that there's no need for me to settle for anything outside of myself. Anything outside of myself will add value to my life now. It will meet my needs. It will meet my desires. Does that make sense? I hope so. That is why we settle. Settling is actually one of the reasons I became a coach. Because I had spent my entire life settling in jobs, in relationships. (laughs) And I didn't want to live that way anymore. I couldn't understand why I was sacrificing pieces of myself to be capable over here, like, oh, this could work. This could happen. I could do this. But I'm missing all of this, which is a piece of me. 
and it didn't feel good. So you also have to get sick and tired of your own shit. Sick and tired of the way that you're living. Okay? All right, so we got another three-part question series, and I'm just going to take them one by one. The first question says, what advice would you give someone trying to balance a busy career as an entrepreneur, family time, and self-care? Love this question. Love this question because I feel like I'm in the thick of this at the moment. And I'm still trying to figure out how to navigate and juggle everything in my life. And I've always been a juggler, but as an entrepreneur, as a fellow entrepreneur, you know, stepping into your own work, stepping into something independent challenges you in a way you've never been challenged before. And it's unfamiliar because you haven't done it yet. And so it's a different kind of juggling. There's a lot more there's a lot more things to juggle when you step into that realm of work, right? So the very simple answer to this question is boundaries. Boundaries. But I can't tell you what those boundaries are going to be because they're going to, to they're going to depend on you. And they're going to depend on what's important to you and what you value. So I would suggest this exercise. Draw three columns. And in one column, put career. In another column, put family. And in another column, put self-care. And underneath each of those columns, I want you to think about what you value as it pertains to each of them. So as an example, for family and family time, what is one thing you refuse to sacrifice in your life as it comes to family? It could be dinner time. And so if you put down dinner time, what that means is that every single day, you have a hard stop when it comes to work. Okay. So let's say dinner time is at 630 every day. You have a hard stop at 630. That means, and that's going to require you respecting that boundary. So if it's dinner time and you have a hard stop at 630, then your phone goes away. Your laptop shuts at 628. And, you know, you're rounding up the family to cook dinner or sit down to dinner or, you know, whatever your process is. But go through each of those categories. Go through career, okay? What's what's needed, what's required for you to succeed as an entrepreneur right now? And list all of those things. Which of those things can't you sacrifice, okay? And then create limits and boundaries around each of those things. Self-care, what is required for you to take care of yourself? That looks different for everyone. So when you go through your list on self-care, you know, maybe it's once a week or twice a week, you take a yoga class, 
okay? And so on those days, you can't sacrifice that time because if you do, then your your mental health, your self-care is going to suffer, all right? So put those checks and balances in place. Put those boundaries in place and t- really take a look at as it pertains to each of those uh, categories, each of those facets of your life, what is important to you in order to maintain balance. That is going to be key. The next question uh, is, what advice would you give someone who realizes that their longtime friend is not as supportive as they thought they would be in growing or supporting your career? Another great question. Whew, okay. Um, you know, also something that I have experienced and as an entrepreneur, as someone who steps into, as, as someone who is creative, as someone who steps into their own endeavors, um, you tend to find out who uh, will support and who won't support. And that could be a really scary thing because um, obviously you want the people you love and your friends and your family to support you. Um, But sometimes you find out that those you think will be your biggest supporters aren't. And it makes you question just about everything, right? The best thing, and you have a couple of options, but the best thing to do is to have a conversation about it. You know, if if this is a a friend and a friendship that you truly value and that adds value to your life um, and that you want to see continue, you have to advocate for yourself. You have to explain to this friend um, that this is important to you and, you know, you would really love it if they could support you in these ways. Sometimes people just don't know how to support or how to show their support. They're unfamiliar with it. They may be unfamiliar um, with what you do or what goes into what you do. And so it's okay to have those conversations. Um, I think you have to take a look at what's at play here for you. Um, how is this impacting you? How is this making you feel? How is this impacting your friendship? Are you harboring resentment because this person is not supporting you? Um, have you made peace with the fact that they're not supporting you? Is the dynamic going to change? Um, is your business and the way that you work going to change? See what's at play there and kind of assess the need for addressing the issue because it could be, it could very well be as simple as having a conversation around your values and I, it keeps coming back to values, but I highly recommend that self-inventory and I highly recommend sharing that self-inventory with others. Um, that is one of the biggest things you could do for friendships, for family, for relationships, for work uh, relationships and leadership is expressing those values. 
the deeper we can understand what is important to us and what is important to others, the more we can show up and honor and respect those values. Okay. So definitely think about that. Um, the third question here is what small habits would you advise someone who is really hard on themselves and feels like no matter what they do in family life, work life, to get ahead, it is not enough. Okay. I'd have to ask, where is this feeling of it's not enough, it's never enough coming from? Is that something that you're, you're saying to yourself? Is that an internal experience? Or is it an external experience? Is it being validated by external experiences? Because it's your internal program that's running on a daily basis? Like what, what is at play to keep that narrative going? Is it perfectionism? Is there a standard to which you are holding yourself and there is no satisfaction? There is no, um, there is no love to share with yourself because you're constantly striving for the next best thing. What, what is at play there? So I would encourage you to first take a look at that, but The habits I would put in place, number one, grace and compassion. Practice grace and compassion towards yourself. Give yourself a break. It is okay to acknowledge that you're human and that you're trying and that Rome was not built in a day. You don't have to get everything right. You don't have to get everything perfect. You don't have to be in a place where you feel this was more than enough. You just have to honor what is important to you. If you're taking care of yourself and you're taking care of your family and you're taking care of your business and those are the things that matter to you, then you're doing enough. It's enough. You are enough. That's another thing I would suggest is taking a look at what are the beliefs about myself? What do I believe? Do I believe I'm capable of doing enough? Do I believe I'm worthy? Do I trust that I have the ability to do enough and do more than enough and call in enough into my life. Scarcity is something I really struggle with, so I encourage you to take a look at that. Um, The other thing I would say is write it down. Write your wins down. I don't care if the win is... I got to take my kids to the park today and I really had a lot of fun. 
then that's, that's okay. Write it down. Write it, write it down. Celebrate your successes. Celebrate your wins. Celebrate your joy on a daily basis. This is the thing. When we are in grind mode, when we are in hustle mode, we relinquish joy. That is the first thing to go because we, we are telling ourselves that it is not okay to live. We just got to get by. We just got to survive. And so when you're living in that space of survival and getting by, that's all you're focused on. You're only focused on the survival piece. Survive another day. Survive another day. Survive another day. It's never going to be enough. It's nothing is ever going to be enough. Practice celebrating your wins. Also practice gratitude for those wins. Gratitude is the magnet for abundance. I'm not kidding. The more you practice, and I mean actively practice gratitude, write it down, journal, speak it into existence, and mean it. Don't just say, I'm grateful. No, actually think about the feelings behind it. Think about the joy it elicits. Think about whatever it is that you're grateful for. Think about if it's a person or if it's the person in action doing something. Think about the emotion behind that. Think about what that elicits for you. Be conscious about those small things because those are the big things. And I would also say, take breaks, take breaks, because if you are in this constant grind and survival mode where you feel like it is never enough, all it takes is one moment, one very small moment to burn out. And when you burn out, when you run yourself to the ground like that, it is, it is really hard to get yourself back up. I speak from experience. So it's better to celebrate in the meantime. It's better to exercise compassion toward yourself. Speak to yourself nicely. Examine those beliefs about self. Practice gratitude. Um, and really grasp on to that gratitude. Be conscious about the things that you're doing and the things that you're celebrating and the joy that you're feeling. And take care of yourself. 110,000%. That is what I would recommend. Okay, so we have one more here. And it is a recording, so I'll play that recording. And it is from my dear friend, Julia Richter, uh, who I gave a huge shout out to on last week's episode. So I'll play that now, and then we'll get into her question. Hi, my name is Julia. I really, really enjoyed season one of Life Talks with Lex. I found her episodes to be very relatable in my own life, as she shared personal stories surrounding hot topics 
suggested by her listeners. Honestly, I am envious of Lexus's ability to be such an amazing, powerful, effective podcaster. Something I would love to also tap into, yet my perfectionist is telling me I am not necessarily the candidate to be an effective podcaster. Therefore, my question to you, Alexis, is what are the steps that you took to dive into podcasting? What hurdles did you have to climb, both emotionally and physically? And what is your strategy in crafting and delivering such dynamic podcasts? Looking forward to your response, and thank you, Lex, for all the joy, comfort, and compassion you brought to me as a listener in Season 1. And can't wait for Season 2 to arrive. (laughs) I love Julia. She brings such energy to everything that she does. You can hear it. You can feel it. And I have to laugh because... In her message, she's saying she couldn't be an effective podcaster, but the energy that she brings says otherwise. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Julia, for your kind and loving words. I'm so glad that you enjoyed this season of Life Talks with Lex, and I thank you so much for being a part of it. And I thank you for encouraging me to really step into this and express in a way that felt really good for me. Um, You, if it were not for you, I would not have put this podcast out into the universe for people to access, for people to hear, for people to judge. Um, But thanks to you, your encouragement, your facilitation through uh, the positive intelligence cohort that you led us through, um, I was able to really work through something that kept me back. So to address that hurdles question, um, something that really came up for me this year and right before I started this show was perfectionism. And I've spoken so much about how perfectionism has kept me paralyzed in a lot of ways in my life. Um, And I'm sure you're probably, everyone is probably very familiar with that at this point and maybe tired of hearing it, but I cannot stress it enough. Um, I was really in this place in my life where it was safer to me it was more comfortable to me. It was easier for me to just play small. And by play small, I mean do what I knew I could do and what I am capable of doing and what I have done previously in order to keep me in a space where I could continue being paid for um what I could do, but I would just fly slightly below the radar. So, you know, no challenging the status quo, no aiming higher, no climbing the ladder, just kind of floating. I was floating. And something I really had to overcome because I was stuck in this space where, no, you cannot 
take action. You cannot do something you don't fully know how to do. Because if you do something you don't know fully how to do, then it's going to be imperfect. And people are going to hear it. They're going to see it. You're going to be associated with it. It's not going to be a good look. You're going to sound stupid. You know, people are not going to respect you. All of these terrible, irrelevant belief systems that were at play in my mind that were keeping me exactly where I hated to be. Exactly where I hated to be. And I really worked very hard between the end of last year and the middle of this year to challenge those belief systems. And of course, Julia, you were a person that really pushed me to take a look at that. Um, I use the word pushed, but you, there was really no pushing. You just kind of stayed with me um, through it. And I really appreciated that because I needed someone to sit with me in kind of this non-judgment and curiosity around what it was that was keeping me from exploring and tapping into the things that I truly loved and that I truly was capable of. Um, but I kept at bay. I kept hidden inside myself and I kept denying within myself that really kept me miserable and unhappy and feeling small. So that was the biggest hurdle I had to tackle, um, in order to start this show and continue this show on a weekly basis And I am so grateful to be on the other side of it now uh, where I don't feel like perfectionism is at play in the same way in my life. Uh, So that that's definitely the biggest one. And to address, you know, what steps and strategies do I take to deliver a show or do to deliver a podcast? Um. It's a creative process. You know, that's something that I I really was challenged with throughout this show was honoring the time that I gave myself to create it. So, you know, sometimes it would be, you know, I'd have a day in between or two days in between the episode being released. And so, uh, you know, I'd I'd have that time available and people would know I'd have that time available and I would leave that time available and, you know, uh, I'd have to say no to a lot of other things that I was asked to do or could be doing so that I could give myself the creative space to create an episode because you never know, um, when the spark is going to come. And so really honing in on that and creating a structure, creating a process around, okay, well, this week, what is going to inform the episode? Is it going to be a survey? Is it going to be a questionnaire? And so I really had the freedom to 
um, experiment on this season. And, you know, there was a lot of, at the beginning, it was write out the entire episode beforehand so you don't mess up what you're going to say. And that felt, it felt like a lot of effort. It felt like a lot of time and a lot of energy. And it didn't feel as organic. But of course, there are always things that I don't want to miss and I want to make sure I tap into, you know, throughout this show. You may have heard me read from certain books or, you know, certain quotes. And, you know, there is some prep that goes into the episode of, well, I have to make sure I mention this. I have to make sure I mention that. Um, But in kind of staying with the non-perfect uh, letting go of perfectionism theme, I challenged myself this season to just kind of speak and speak freely. And what really helped to inform these episodes, you guys think I just put them out there for you guys to consume and that your voice or, you know, you listening is really what matters. No, you engaging is what matters because that informs the episode. When I'm able to hear your perspective, I can create a thought-provoking episode. I can, re- I can create a powerful episode. And so that's why I'm always giving gratitude to my listeners um, that want to take an af- active part in the show because true, truly we have, we have better content. We have better shows when you guys are engaging. Um, so, you know, I, I've, the steps and strategies were giving myself the creative space, allowing myself the freedom to explore different ways to obtain information. Um, you know, crafting, uh, crafting segments. I didn't have great equipment this season, working on getting that upgraded. Um, so just really honoring the creative process and speaking authentically was a huge, huge, huge thing to being able to deliver what I felt, um, was content I needed and wanted to share with my listeners. So thank you so much for that question. That really, uh, that really got me to think about how, how the hell I did this, this season. Um, and I'm just so grateful. So that is it guys. That is the show. Can you believe we made it to the end of the season? I am so proud of you guys for those of you that just took an active part in contributing to this show and being vulnerable with me and having these conscious conversations about the human experience and all of life's conditions. Bravo. Bravo. If you are currently on your self-development journey or you are just beginning your self-development journey and you are taking these self-inventories and you are asking yourself these good questions, I support you. I encourage you. I see you. I feel you. I hear you. I'm with you. It is such important work. And 
you are a vessel of change. You are a vessel of growth and transformation. And I believe in you. I believe you will overcome your fear and uncertainty. I will b- believe you will be stronger in your vulnerability. I believe you will access more passion and more joy in your lives and that you will strengthen your relationships and master yourself and your self-development. I cannot wait until season two. I cannot wait to come back with you guys stronger than ever with more guests, more intentional conversations, um, and more intentional focus around life's conditions and the human experience. And so with that, I will play a little clip from my dear friend, Kesey, to close out our show. And I send you lots of love and lots of light from my heart and my mind and my soul. Until next time, I love you guys. Cool and awesome. My thoughts exactly. Thank you so much for your podcast and keeping me sane throughout the whole wedding planning process and honestly helping me not to feel so alone in this world of my mind and my feelings. So really, really looking forward to the next season of Life Talks with Lex. Love you. If you enjoyed today's episode of Life Talks with Lex, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. To stay current on all the latest from Coach Lex, you can find me on Instagram at Alexis Christie Coaching or shoot me an email, alexischristiecoaching at gmail.com with any comments, questions, concerns, or topics you'd like to see explored on the show. I look forward to hearing from all of you and I look forward to the next Conscious Conversation.